Welcome to the World Athletica Podcast. Hello, I'm Lee Watts, the host. The World Athletica Podcast is for athletes and coaches that want to take a leap into exploring deeper ways of applying mental skills and training to achieve new levels of performance. During this podcast, my guest and friend, Dr. Michael Ripley provides clarity about manual therapy, including massage, performed before competition. Dr. Ripley is an integrative sports doctor of chiropractic medicine and diplomat of the American Chiropractic Board of Sports Physicians. He provides manual therapy and biomechanical rehabilitation for musculoskeletal injuries, disorders, and helps athletes improve performance. Dr. Ripley has been doing this with great success for over 38 years. During that time, he has helped medical staff of hospitals and major competitions, including several Olympic Games and World Championships. Dr. Ripley served as a medical staff member of the renowned LSU track and field team for 16 seasons and helped win several national team championships. He has also worked with multiple professional NFL, NBA, and MLB players, in addition to over 40 Olympic medalists, and continues to help a variety of athletes and coaches today. His experience speaks for itself. Hello, Dr. Ripley. How are you? Good. Excellent. Wow, that was a very nice introduction. Thank you very much. It is what it is. And it's important that listeners know the depth of experience of who we get to hear from today. I'm grateful for you making the time to share over the phone so we can learn from you through the World Athletica podcast. To maintain a short and informative format, I'm going to jump right into today's topic. At major track and field, as well as other sports competitions, they have an athlete treatment area with practitioners and massage tables. Some athletes who don't regularly have access to a massage therapist would like to experience the complimentary service, but aren't sure how it may affect their competition status and performance. In addition, many coaches deter or instruct athletes to stay away from those areas before competing. Let me just ask you, can massage and other forms of manual therapy performed prior to practice or competition help athletes perform better? Massage can help with performance. However, it has to be with someone that you know or have worked with before. Don't ever just grab a massage therapist on a day when you're doing competition and get massage. The coaches are right about that part, meaning you have to have a level of trust and a, a, a degree of, uh, you have to make sure that massage therapist is educated or has a doctorate in myofascial release or someone who's been specifically trained to help you. And it's also someone you know because it makes, practically speaking, it makes a great deal of difference between doing better or not doing well. So one needs to always protect themselves. What I hear you recommending is that athletes not just hop on a massage therapist table at a competition before 
getting to know the practitioner, confirming credentials, and learning more about his or her experience working with athletes. Yeah, are they worked with the therapist before? Does not get ten relays or somewhere like um, Mount Sac? They'll have often the people. Sometimes they have volunteers or at the USA track and field championships. They'll have volunteers, and um, that had been a problem a little uh, because of the things I already mentioned. They haven't. They never worked with the person before, and they didn't realize a massage therapist may have been taught to go too deep because going too deep causes problems um, when you're trying to perform. So the, you have to know exactly what to do. Whereas if you just have someone who can do myofascial release, that's a different form of massage, and that often uh, creates looser levers, gets rid of the tensions and the muscles and the planes of motion. So that it allows people to run and do better. And also, it's very common now that uh, we started, I started this in roughly 1999. I was one of the first people to go to um, the USA track and field. And there, there, was, there was nobody. There was just myself and another person from Los Angeles. And uh, to see, that, see how much it's grown is remarkable. But those ideas are more from the... 1999 era just be be aware of what you're getting into don't take anything for granted that, that someone's been checked out just based on their resume even though i have a great resume myself but you have to have familiarity with the person you're working with at a big at a professional endeavor that um one depends on for, for one's own livelihood so how does massage impair performance when provided by a therapist who's not that experienced working with athletes prior to competition or just not familiar with the new athlete? Well, it shocks the muscles too much by going too deep and um, can create soreness and uh, more adhesions mm. just because of pushing too hard on a fibrous area. Some of the muscle tissue is more like like um, Teflon, and if you push out a Teflon area indiscreetly and uh, cause a problem, it often reacts by tightening up a little bit more, i.e. the iliotibial band or the lateral aspect of the lower leg, both sides. What types of massage or manual treatment helps athletes prepare for competition and potentially perform better? Well, some form of uh, manual, um, yeah, combination of myofascial release. Um, also, review of flexible, how flexible a person is. Um, and then a good chiropractor often helps. Just doing um, hip manipulation, mid-back manipulation, and also neck manipulation. A good friend of mine uh, worked at the... Uh, 76 Olympics in Montreal, and just by doing those manipulations I just mentioned, spinal manipulations, he helped over 30 people get medals. And that, that was just performing chiropractic uh, manipulation. Whereas now, most professional teams all have chiropractors. I think some listeners may be curious and want to know, is there 
an ideal length of time before competing that an athlete should have massage or myofascial release? Well, it depends on what their schedule is for uh, their drills and their warm-up and all that stuff. But you, you want to have, have it like three or four hours before the competition. That's part of the sequencing, meaning you try to do it two to three hours ahead of time so they can go on with their normal mm. warm-up. Listening to you makes it clear how being able to optimize preparation for competition with a practitioner who knows you can be critical for success as opposed to trying to manage that preparation sequence with someone new at the last minute. Then it's all different ballgame. What we used to do uh, in helping would be uh, get to the track meet on the, a day before practice, check out everyone that you needed to work with. Like sometimes I work with 15, 20 people during I'd be constantly booked all day and spend about a half hour with each person and then taking notes of what the objective findings were and also what the person entered with, i.e. meaning um, do they have soreness in their hamstrings, do they have back pain, do they have neck pain, do they have some kind of disorder of pain or do they have actually a real medical condition that's been diagnosed? Do they have, um, or just something from two days, two days earlier workout where they didn't plan proper and did added something new right before uh, a performance or a big event in their lives? Now, I know it's very difficult to find expert practitioners who truly know how to help athletes perform better. How can a career athlete, which I defined as anyone getting paid or pursuing compensation for performance via scholarship, sponsorship, performance fees, connect with an expert therapist? Normally what happens, uh, one, find someone that's very good. It's, we'll say it's an independent situation where you're a, a semi-professional athlete who comes, who's been planning and going to Olympic trials. You get to the Olympic trials, you don't have a massage therapist or you don't have a doctor you, that you could, a personal doctor, a support physician. Mm-hmm. Then you make a bond with some someone who's at, at, at the facility at the trials, and often you just stick with them for, generally for the rest of your professional experience. Mm. So, I mean, I've had some people... Uh, basketball guys uh, in NBA who worked with me for 13 years, ongoingly. Mm. So it's a it's a bond. It's hard to find really good um, physical therapists or chiropractors or people who do myofascial release as well. And then couple that with proper flexibility exercise and or strength training, it's it's uh, that's even it makes it a little bit more uh, challenging to find someone. What you do, you the person's that that person is generally considered as they're worth their weight in gold. Thank you very much, Dr. Ripley. You've shared a lot of invaluable information and have provided clarity as to best approaches for massage and manual therapy 
before practice and competition. Is there anything else you would like to share before we end this episode? You only have one body. Take care of your body. Your body takes care of you. Thank you. Also, is it okay for people to contact you for assistance or consultation? And if so, what is the best way? Sure. Email at uh, J John O Oscar X X Ray D Doctor O Oscar Kilo K K Kilo at gmail.com. Great. We'll also include that information in the forum for this podcast. Dr. Ripley, thank you again. It's been a pleasure and an honor. Enjoyed it. Coach Watts, my pleasure. This concludes this episode of the World Athletic Podcast. If anyone has questions or comments, please place them in the World Athletica discussion forum for this podcast. The link to the forum and information about this episode is worldathletica.com forward slash podcast. Remember, it's the way that you train, not simply how hard or the duration that allows you to reach and expand your potential. Mm-hmm.